coming up on Pass the Secret Sauce. Growth and evolvement, it's, it's uncomfortable. Yeah. It's uncomfortable to learn new things. It's uncomfortable to put yourself out there and it can be draining. But if you do it in ways that you are taking care of yourself, have your own back, doing it with some love and kindness for yourself, you'll be able to do it without depleting the whole way. Like know your limit. You know yeah. what I mean? Do the meditation, make sure you're eating good food, what you put inside your body physically and mentally and emotionally. Be careful about what you listen to or watch on TV. Mm. Somebody who doesn't watch the news every day. I don't want a negative drip exactly. every day in my brain. Exactly. So those things can add to depleting somebody Welcome to the show, I'm Matt Shields. On Pass the Secret Sauce, we unscramble the life stories, skills, and secrets from the most wicked smart minds and interesting people to uncover their experience and recipes for success that will help you get an edge on your own life. My goal is to help you rein in on the chaos that life throws at us by learning from other high achievers. If you're new to the show, we have episodes with founders, CEOs, investors, and leaders. So if you like to learn and are motivated to improve your life, then kick back and listen to our guests pass their secret sauce. Today on Pass the Secret Sauce, we have Pratiti Pathak, who is a real estate professional with Keller Williams, but she also is a business coach and founder of Results by Design. Pratiti and I talk about her upbringing and some of the challenges that she faced basically growing up in America and how she turned a lot of her adversity into strengths and built a business around it. So great, great conversation today with Pratiti about, you know, again, just forging through all of the challenges that life throws at you. And unfortunately, Pratiti has quite a few challenges that we talk about in her own life. But those challenges, again, she's used those challenges to build strength and really has come out, you know, an amazing person because of those experiences that she's had to go through. So I hope you enjoy today's episode of Pass the Secret Sauce with Pratiti Pethak. Well, I come from a very traditional Indian family. So my father is a now a retired architect, but at the time, you know, he worked in Center City. So every day my father came home at the same time every day. And my mom and I would get dinner ready, set the table, and it was on seven o'clock, dinner's happening. And for the most part, I'm not going to say we had so much conversation or so much silence I think it was just kind of just asking each other you know well mo mostly my parents are very strict so it was mostly them asking me how my yeah. day was I have one sister who's eight years younger to me so it was always asking both of us kind of how our days was but I think 
because my parents were very much into education, the focus was always on me and how my day went. Yeah. And I was always like, oh, well, I think I got in trouble today. And you probably already <laughs> know that. And I don't, let's not talk about it. You yeah. Know? <laughs> I don't want to, I don't want to say anything. Yeah. So, so is yeah. that here in the U.S. or is that, yes. is that, okay, in Center City? Okay. I wasn't sure where Center City was. So, no, um, no, actually. Okay. So my father, we originally came to United States. He came first. Okay. And then 10 months later, and he, 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 he went to New York. 10 months later, he finally settled down in Stanford, Connecticut, okay. had my mom and I come out. And then within five years, my father got accepted into University of Pennsylvania. The same day my mother found out she was pregnant with my sister. So oh, wow. it, was, it was, it was like, it's what's your good news? What's yeah. your good news? <laughs> Oh, that's cool. Yeah, that's so cool. then we moved to Philly. Yeah. So, so now you've had a number of different businesses and a number of different interests that you've you know, explored throughout your, your career. Uh, did you have exposure to any type of entrepreneurialism growing up or anything? No, no. Where, no. Where do you think My that parents came from? were very much, you go to school, you go yeah. to college, you know, they're all about university. And if you don't go to university and get that piece of paper in your hand, that says, you know, something, yeah. <laughs> you're not going to be anything. So I very much grew up with this scarcity mentality of just save, start here. Mm -hmm. Don't, mm -hmm. don't make waves, do what you're told and just work your way up to the blah, blah, retirement and 401k. And that's it. So I think I was always going against the grain. I was really struggling as a young gal trying to fit into two different cultures because mm -hmm. inside and outside was very different from each other. And ultimately I felt like I didn't really fit into either culture. Mm -hmm. And instead I became really good at people pleasing. And I also became really good at bullying myself. You know, I grew mm -hmm. up with bullying. I grew up with just standing out and being different. Even when I was amongst my parents friends that were Indian, I always felt like I was different than even their kids because yeah. their kids were doing it all right. And I don't want to say that I yeah, was necessarily right, doing unquote, it right. wrong, yeah. but I was, yeah. <laughs> I was, well, and let me just back up for a second because anybody listening today might be like, well, it's pretty diversified. Well, I'm also almost 52. So when you think about when I was two years old, it was like blacks and whites and me, Yeah, you know, yeah. so I didn't have another Asian in my class or even in my school, forget about my class. Cause I don't think I ever had that in, um, you know, high school, but up until like 10th grade until yeah. high school, I didn't have other Asian kids. And so the ability to connect with people and I, I still struggle sometimes because I can tell you, even as a, as a grown woman, who's gone through so many different things, I still hear things. I'm just like, wait, what did you just say? Yeah. I never even heard that. They're like, where have you been? I'm like, sometimes I feel like I'm fresh off the boat. You know, <laughs> like, I don't know where I've been, but apparently not out in the open, like all of you guys, but I, I didn't grow up with any thoughts of owning my own business because as far as my brain understood mm -hmm that was outside of my lines. Mm -hmm. Like that wasn't in my wheelhouse. That's not something you do. My parents were definitely not risk takers. And that's definitely in their eyes, like taking a risk. Yeah. So, you know, 
I went to school originally for psychology and criminal justice and they didn't like that. So I stopped doing that. And then I was in the aerospace industry and it just so turned out that, I mean, I was good at everything that I did and I enjoyed doing the things that I did, but I have to say what I enjoyed the most was the people I was working with, the relationships mm -hmm. I was making. So it really wasn't necessarily about the work. I was passionate about everything I have done in my life, mainly because I'm just passionate about connection and relationship and meeting people on a level yeah. of depth. Yeah, no, absolutely. So, so do you think that your, your upbringing, again, we'll, we'll use the, 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 you know, picture of a box, right? You know, sure. everybody's, you know, inside of this box and everyone's doing things quote unquote, right. And, you know, you feel like you're out here and you, you even mentioned that, you know, you're doing things wrong and I don't necessarily know what the, those wrong things were, but just because, Again, you you had a different upbringing. You weren't following the same path that everybody else was. That probably gave you enough strength and enough foresight to be able to say, "Hey, you know what? You know, maybe I can go this other direction." And and you know, giving you the the strength to be able to step out on your own. Would you feel that that would be, you know, a, a true statement? Yes, in so many ways, yes. Though I don't know that I knew that at the time. As a matter of fact, for sure, I didn't think I was doing the right things, but inherently deep inside of me, I couldn't get out of my path. I couldn't align with what my family, my culture wanted me to do. It was like, I wanted to do the, what they thought yeah. was the right things. I wanted to be the good girl. I wanted to do, though I, I had very much my own thoughts. I very much had my own opinions and my own path and journey that I was following. And it, 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 looking back on it now, it was always a path of, and a journey of connecting with people on very deep levels and uh, superficially, because I certainly didn't fit in superficially. And what was stood out the most for me just recently is I was gifted an emotional block, you know, when mm -hmm. they, yeah. And I, I had never had that before. And what you have the opportunity to do during any clearing of an emotional block is go through all your childhood ages yeah. and get to actually confront your six-year-old, eight-year-old, 10-year-old yeah. self all the way up to 20. And, you know, through that process, I realized I was always doing it right. And yeah. that was so life-changing for me. And that literally happened like seven months ago, eight months ago. Yeah. And I was like, shit, man, You're I've like been beating up myself for a long time. Yeah. Yeah. I want to go back to what you said before the, the emotional block that, that clearing. So I've, I've, I've never done this myself and I, I'm pretty sure I probably have, you know, I, I'm sure everybody does, you know, have emotional baggage from them when they were a kid. How did you, how did you come across that? And, and obviously it was, it was a big release for you. What, what was, what was your life like after you went through that, that process? Yeah. And like I said, that, that actually only took place like seven, eight months ago. Yeah. So let me just back up just to give you a little bit of insight. When I say I wasn't fitting in and I was desperately trying to fit in some of the things that I did was number one, I was a real tomboy. So I was a kid, I was a girl who mm -hmm. was one of the only girls that was allowed to play football with the guys. I would do anything to fit in. Like what, you want to play football? I can play football, you know? Yeah. So it was that kind of thing. Plus the negative side of that 
if you want to say it's negative, I don't necessarily see it that way, but I started smoking cigarettes and I did for almost 30 years. I literally just quit like seven years ago, but the smoking cigarettes is where everything went wrong once my parents found that out. So going from being a kid who got picked on a lot and bullied, I was somebody who was beat up all the time. Mm -hmm. And, and then when my parents found out I was smoking cigarettes, my dad was a little more than short tempered and quick with the hands, you know what I mean? So it almost seemed like I was like, physically touched all my life you know what I mean that way like hit and so I think that when you go through experience is experiences in life and especially as a child you're you know whether it's uh some form of like crazy abuse or it's just these little things that like are very subtle Mm -hmm. that change your thinking and form blocks, right? Mm -hmm. And the blocks that it forms when you become a people pleaser, the only people you're not pleasing is you. Mm -hmm. When you are bullied uh, for a period of time or a good portion of your life for whatever reason, and we all are, right? You're either fat, skinny, ugly, short, you know, you have blue hair, whatever your reasons are for being picked on and bullied, you become a bully to yourself, you know, and then all this self-loathing goes on and then you make a lot of poor choices from that space, which is what I did with, you know, having the wrong men in my life or, you know, that type of thing. So the clearing of the block, how I came across it was years later, fast forward, I've gone through all these different careers and I'm in the life coaching space and I hired a business coach to help me create the results by design program that I just recently created at the end of, you know, 2020. And she happened to be somebody who was certified in these clearing of emotional blocks. And she gifted one to me with all the time that we worked together and so much of my life and childhood that I shared with her and my experiences. She's like, you know, I'd really love to gift you a, a block clearing and I'm like that's amazing mm-hmm. what is it yeah, yeah it <laughs> sounds good <laughs> you're gonna clear something up for me awesome <laughs> so you know she's like just pick a family member just pick something that you want and I so I just you know I picked something out of my childhood I picked my father uh only because he's you know had a household whatever so it was amazing because I got to confront all the little girls inside of me mm-hmm. and through each step of the way, it was going through experiences during that time. And then at the end of each part of that, she would actually have my little girl at whatever age, Mm -hmm. thank me for something. Mm -hmm. And what was like mind blowing was each and every little girl inside of me thanked me for believing in them and staying on their path and their journey. Yeah. When I could have just been like, all right, pipe down everybody. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) We can't do it that way. We have to do it what the big people tell us to do, you know? And that was interesting because that was the first time where I felt like, oh man, I did it right. Like I, I, you know, it felt really wrong because I was always going against the grain. But when you, when I, I think back, like I was going against their grain, but really I was going against mine because I was trying so hard to fit into everybody yeah. else's grain, which is why I wasn't. And in turn, wasn't, wasn't like connecting with my own internal clock either. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, and, yeah. And, and what was, if you were to look at the other people in your lives, like from their perspective, whether that be your parents or whoever you want to, to, to look through their, their eyes, what do you think life looked like, your life looked like for them at that point when you were going through that, you know, does that, yeah. does that make sense? No, I, I totally think that I know what you're saying. And if I was my parents seeing me, I, what, I, what I can see, and actually what I saw even then, um, because when I would talk about my situation to counselors back then, they actually said to me, I wish all of my students were like you because you come in, you say what the problem is, you say what the solution is, and you know what your you know, restrictions are here, yeah. you know what your limitations are. And what I can see that my parents were probably going through, even more so coming now from a space of being a parent, they were probably terrified. Right. They were scared. They are from another country. They are from another culture. They are from another mindset altogether. Mm-hmm. So for them to, you know, they're not growing up um, in a school in India where, you know, you have all these extracurricular activities, after school events, debate team, gymnastics, all these different things. They've got cricket. And I'm not saying that they don't have other sports, but it, the emphasis isn't on that. For them growing up, the emphasis was just on you being a student, studying, like that's your job. And then coming home and being a family member and helping around the house, helping your sibling. So for my parents, seeing me or finding out that I was smoking cigarettes, I, I, I'm almost positive that they must have thought, okay, you're going to grow up to be a prostitute yeah, if you don't right. stop this. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like yeah. you're going to become a, a bum and you're not going to be, you know, this is the worst thing that's going to happen. Somebody's going to take advantage of you. Like, I, you know, as a parent, you always go to the worst thing. Like what? You found your kid smoking pot? Oh, it's over. Yeah, you know, yeah. like beat his ass right away <laughs> yep, before yep. he does anything worse. And so, yeah, looking from their perspective, I, I mean, my perspective, I was the black sheep. Their perspective, I'm sure I was also the black sheep. Yeah. I was going to destroy the reputation of their family. You know, it all was going to reflect on my parents, on the type of people they were, because look at your daughter. Yeah. And, and another really important piece to this is I was also the eldest and my sister was eight years younger. Mm-hmm. And in my culture, Depending, you know, if I screw things up, nobody's going to want to marry my sister either. Okay. 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 Because they're going to say, listen, yeah, something's wrong. Her yeah. older sister, she's a bum, prostitute, smoker, you know, whatever yeah, yeah. they were going to say, she's probably going to be the same way. So there's a lot of pressure there. Yeah. <laughs> there's absolutely. a lot of pressure there. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and I, I asked that question because I went through the exact same things, especially with my mom you know, again, my, my father passed away. He drowned when I was 16. So, so my mom, you know, kind of took over and I, again, I, I did well for a good number of years. And then there is, you know, there is a point where I wasn't doing so well. And my mom, I, I remember thinking like, my mom's trying to give me this, this information, this, this, you know, this advice, and it's coming from, you know, her perspective, her experiences. And I remember thinking like, I don't want, I don't want to have a, you know, she, she had a a great job. She worked for somebody and I'm like, that's not me. That's not what I want to do. So, you know, having to, to consciously go against your, your parents' advice, because you know that there's something else, maybe that's, you know, when you, when you realize this about, you know, having the little kids and again, thanking you for not, yeah, yeah, not, not following that path. 
I can completely identify with that. You know, you 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 just know in your in your gut that what you do you are doing is right, even though everybody else is telling you that it's wrong. So so kudos to you for again sticking with it. You know, just like you mentioned, you know, being able to to pull through all of that. That's you know, that's fantastic. So and I think it's hard because you don't want, I mean, it doesn't feel good to go against something no. your parents because the people that, I mean, the person that you want the most approval from is yeah. your, are your parents. And especially if in your situation, losing uh, a parent at such a young age, I, I, I lost my son when he was 17 and I actually had somebody ask me that question, you know, like, or say to me, I'm sure that, you know, if you had it your way, you would, you would gladly trade places with him. And and the answer to that is no, I'm not going to say yes to that at all because I couldn't even imagine the, the, the emotional state my son would have been in at 17 losing me. And then, you know, my parents having to control a 17 year old with what he was going through. So we're, we were very close. So that, that I, 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 I feel for you and my heart goes out to you too, because my mother was also very young when she lost her mother. But to, to your point, you know, when we're going against somebody's good advice that has only the best intention for us, it's hard because we're questioning, are we really making yeah. sense? Are we going to do the right thing? Or are we just going to screw all this up and then, you know, hurt the person that we love the most because they were trying to help us? Yeah, exactly. And I was, I was doing everything I could to try to conform to their idea of what the right way was. So I absolutely did, you know, work as a W-2 person Mm -hmm. and I Mm -hmm. office, you know, managed offices and ran uh, offices. I went back to school for medical assistant because they wanted me to. And as soon as I graduated, Allegheny like bought up all the hospitals, laid off thousands of employees. Now me as a medical assistant could only get a part-time position. So I'd have to get two. So it just, it just went against everything. And before you know it, I'm working two jobs, going to school at night, raising my son. And the, and I did that for 11 months straight, working six days a week, going to school four nights a week, hardly seeing my kid only to not be able to work in that profession. So then Mm -hmm. it was right back to doing that. So it was always trying to, and then I was in the aerospace industry and then 9-11 happened and I had to shift and shift and pivot again. Yeah. And at the time, my husband at the time was suffering with anxieties. He was struggling to get to his place. So I said, whatever you want to do, I'll help you. And that's how I got into the construction business. He wanted to do construction. We opened up a construction company and when we divorced, I left him with the construction business, started my own painting business. And then two years later, lost my son. So it mm-hmm. just, it always felt like I was just trying to get through one obstacle after another. Mm-hmm. No, I, I can completely identify with all of that. So, and you're actually the exact person. The reason why I created Past the Secret Sauce is I, I'm hoping to be able to reach people, you know, that are in very similar situations to both of us, you know, where, you know, you're, you're, you're bucking the trend. You're, you're, you're fighting with whoever it is that's trying to give you advice and you don't think that that advice is right for you. I think that a lot of entrepreneurs, you know, take varying paths to get to this exact state where, yes, this feels right. I'm supposed to be doing that. And, and it is complete. It's not what society you know pushes upon us. It's not what school pushes upon us. 
So, you know, it can be a lonely, a lonely path, but, you know, thank you for sharing, you know, your, your upbringing, your story to, you know, how you actually got to, you know, start your own companies and start your own businesses. So, so fantastic. So congratulations. But let's let's talk a little bit about some of the business that you businesses that you have created. You mentioned the painting business. You've done some other things too, and you're in some other industries as well, correct? Yes. So I had the construction company with my ex-husband. And actually, that was finally the first time that I was working as an entrepreneur mm-hmm. and not for someone else. And I have to say, I've never gone back after that because it just wouldn't make sense. (laughs) Though, what I will say is what I loved about it was my finally ability to connect with people and have those relationships and Mm -hmm. have that turn into business. Mm -hmm. You know, all growing up while I was going through all these bullying and all the things, I kept all that, a lot of it to myself. And what I realized is until I finally started openly sharing what I was going through and Mm -hmm. sharing my experiences in life and my struggles, only then did I start really truly connecting on a deep level with people. Virtus Technology is a custom business software solution provider. Are you tired of manual entry into an old system that creates more work than it helps? Does your company suffer from constant pain and frustration around its business processes? Do you spend a lot of time and money trying to hunt information down or figure out what is happening in your business? Virtus Technology can help solve all of this. We evaluate your current processes and then create custom software or mobile apps to automate and streamline your business process, eliminating a lot of those pains and frustrations. Unlike other systems, our goal is to digitize your current processes and systems so that your staff's learning curve is very small. If you're ready to take your business operations to the next level, give Virtus Technology a call today. And that's what I've always wanted. And being an entrepreneur is something that gives me that opportunity to connect with people on a much deeper level. Mm-hmm. I did the construction. We divorced in 2007. I started my own painting business as a painting contractor and I was doing residential and commercial painting though the market was already starting to hit us at that point. Yeah. And it was, you know, it was just fortunate for me that I was already in that space so I had a lot of builders that you know, knew my work and knew my work ethic. So they hired, you know, they started using me exclusively. Right. Then it got to a point where they had to start giving that business to their own guys to keep themselves busy. So it just got harder and harder. And then fast forward 2009, I lost my only child, Bevan, who was 17 at the time. And my son was a skateboard, snowboard, anything with a board, hockey, soccer, football kind of guy. At the same time, total dork geek nerd and could beat your beat your ass in chess and knew his timetables up to 30. So when you take that, that really derailed me out of my oh yeah, you know, sure. just, just derailed me altogether. And it, it took it took, you know, more than two years to just not want to jump off a bridge every single day. Yeah. And at that point it was just me trying to keep myself off the ledge. And actually I went to I went to a public adjuster to get hired just so I had somewhere to go every single day to get me through the holidays, through that first holiday time. 
but 2012 got my real estate license and that just made sense. I'd always wanted to do that. And it was in the middle of the down market. As soon as I got my license, I got offered a position as a loan processor. So really anything and everything to do with real estate at this point I've done. Mm-hmm. And then I've been coaching and mentoring people all along the way. So the life coaching just made sense. But each and every part of it has been super fulfilling when it comes to that relationship portion yeah. of it. So that's that's where all of my business have been built. That's where all of my like heart's content comes from and gratification. So that's yeah. that's yeah. where it is. That's that's my secret is connecting with people on a deep and personal intimate level Mm -hmm. is what's going to create the business that you're looking for. Like, don't look for a job. Don't look for a transaction. Don't look for the sale. Your job is to create relationships and maintain relationships. That's it. When people are ready to do whatever form of business you're in, they'll come to you because that's where the connection is. That's where the relationship is. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And, and have you, found any types of, I, I don't, I don't know if you consider yourself an introvert or extrovert to me, I, I consider myself more of an introvert. And again, I think, that, you know, just maybe from your upbringing, I, cause I think I can identify with you quite a bit and, you know, maybe you are as well. So when I get out there and, and really, you know, start trying to interact with people, it, it is kind of draining, you know, you do kind of have to shelter in, have you, have you found any, you know, good techniques or good, I don't know if it's meditation or whatever, whatever it might be, but any good practices that you, that you can recommend to anybody else who might, you know, be, you know, in similar situations where it was hard to make relationships or hard to grow to those relationships. And, you know, you want to, you know, step out into that, into that realm. Yes. As a matter of fact, and I, I don't personally have trouble with it. I am more of an extrovert, though I definitely have uh, introvert moments. Though what I can say is whether you consider yourself extroverted or introverted, one of the things that I am a, such a firm believer in is our routines and having proper things in place, systems in place for maintaining our health physically, Mm -hmm. mentally, emotionally, taking care of our sleep. So one of the things to, I'll answer that question fully. I meditate, I exercise, I work out every day. I meditate every day. I do thought downloads every day to take care of my mental health Mm -hmm. and take a look at my thoughts. One of the things that has been a mantra for me for the past two years solidly is be scared and do it anyway be uncomfortable and do it anyway, because those are the ways that you are going to learn and grow and evolve into Mm -hmm. another version of yourself. One that you're going to love because growth and evolvement, it's uncomfortable. Yeah. It's uncomfortable to learn new things. It's uncomfortable to put yourself out there and it can be draining, but if you do it in ways that you are, taking care of yourself, have your own back, doing it with some love and kindness for yourself, you'll be able to do it without depleting the whole way. Like know your limit, you know what I mean? Do the meditation, make sure you're eating good food. What you put inside your body 
physically and mentally and emotionally. Be careful about what you listen to or watch on TV. Mm-hmm. Somebody who doesn't watch the news every day. I don't want a negative drip exactly. every day in my brain. Exactly. So those things can add to depleting somebody. And then when you go out there and you're trying to network, then you're like spent. Yeah. So couldn't, be careful of the other things. Yeah. Couldn't agree more. You, you don't realize how, how much those outside influences actually influence you, you know, in your mindset and, and all of that, you know, like I, I, I learned a long time ago, you know, I, I don't watch horror movies. I don't, you know, yeah. I don't put myself in those kinds of situations because again, it, it could be thrilling while you're there, but you, you don't understand what, how much it's impacting you, you know, later on down the road. And same thing. I don't, I don't do the news or anything like that. Again, I, I'd rather live in a positive place rather than, you know, the news is all negative. That's what sells, right? Everybody wants to know what, what's wrong with the world. I'd rather focus on what's right with the world and, and Absolutely. You know, draw, draw from there. And, and a lot of people that you have around you in your life too, I'm not saying to start deleting people, Yeah. but be careful and be mindful of the amount of time that you spend with, spend with them and in what way, yeah. you know? Yeah. So, so just be mindful of that because I think that it's very easy for people to influence you without you knowing, you know, if you, you have a basket full of apples, if you have one bad one, that's what they say, you know, rotten apple can yeah. rot out the whole thing. It's not like you take a good apple and put it into a bunch of rotten apples and they all become good. It just yeah. doesn't work that way. Yeah. Yeah. No, so be careful of what you surround yourself with in, in, in all the ways. Yeah. Yeah. So you just, you mentioned earlier, you just came out with a, with a, your own program very, very recently. Yes. Talk a little yes. bit about that. Okay, so results by design, how I came up with this is, of course, I know all the pain points about being an entrepreneur Mm -hmm. and where we struggle and where it can become overwhelming. So my program is designed with all of the tools that you need to be a good business person and also incorporated all of my tools and concepts with the life coaching to help you with all the brain drama that goes along with Mm -hmm all the overwhelm of being self-employed because it's not just about going out there and doing the business. If you're a contractor, it's not just about finding the tile job or the roof job or whatever job. It's about taking care of yourself in all of the areas of your life, your personal goals, your health goals, your spiritual goals, your business goals, and your financial goals, defining them, understanding what's involved in all of that, writing them down and getting them on the on the calendar. Now, getting them on the calendar is not the hard part. It's all the brain drama that goes along with now you're at Wednesday two o'clock and you don't want to do the thing that you have on your calendar. So there's a lot of mindset and and mind work being done to help you with the mind drama that goes along with being disciplined when you're self employed, you don't have somebody telling you what to do. So we, we look at things as, oh, I have to do this. I got to get this done. I need to do that is a very disempowering way of looking at what you want to do. Mm -hmm. And I say it that way because these aren't things that you have to do. You absolutely don't have to do them. These are things we want to do, but if we're not enjoying it, then maybe we shouldn't be wanting it, you know? So I think that, you know, what I've incorporated is the goals, implementing them, 
blocking your time so that you are actually creating more time for yourself because most of the time we think we don't have enough time and that's just not true. And then the other portion of it is, of course, the excellent customer service experience, the marketing piece, the budgeting and financial piece and tracking it all and lead generation. So it's just all encompassing is what it is. It was originally a five-step program. So it was five weeks. I added on a six-week bonus, which was the financial and budgeting portion of it. And it's been amazing. Yeah, I love that. I love that. And that you touch on so many different things there. When people work for somebody else, there's and they go out on their own. I can remember that. I I, I think I stopped working for somebody. I think when I was about 21, 22, and it was like, ah, oh, you know, I don't I don't have to go to work today. You know, it, it's a great <laughs> feeling, right? And and then you soon realize that oh shit, I do have to go to you know I've got to be I've got I've got to go to work all the time now. So you know that's certainly an adjustment, and I, I think that a lot of people you know, do fall into that, that trap of, you know, thinking that it's going to be easy and, and, you know, they can do, they can work nine to five and make it all work. And, you know, when you're starting out personally, I don't think that you can do that. You know, you've got to put in the hours, you got to put in the work, you know, I'm sure there's, there's exceptions to that, but it takes a lot of work to be able to get it up and running. And then maybe once, you know, once it's done, you know, you can take a little bit of time off, but hopefully you're enjoying what you're doing. You don't want to take any time off. Like I love what I'm doing and I work, pretty well all day long. So, you know, it's, it, it, it's, it, it's just a different mindset. So very, very cool that you're focusing in on, on that end of things. I'm focusing more on our young human beings. Mm-hmm. You know, I know, I, I know we're, we're coming to our hard stop here, but like, I really, in, in the end, I really want to influence and impact our young folks from like 17 to 25 ish. Mm-hmm. They're just coming out of all their you know, childhood experiences that they're trying to figure out and process just like I did. Mm -hmm. And at the same time, they're trying to figure out what they want to do with the rest of their life. And I just want them to know, you do not have to just pick one thing, you can reinvent yourself over and over and be successful each time. And if you're any kind of good human being, your passions are going to change. Look deep down inside of you. What do you love? What are you inherently gifted at? What are you passionate about? Go there instead of you know, I'm about university and college, but if you want to, you know, look into something you're you're passionate about, don't go spend money and become a hundred, two hundred thousand dollars in student loan debt. Go volunteer, go apprentice, go work for somebody for free and learn a, a trade. Go learn how to do something. Go learn how to be in a professional atmosphere. Anything. Yeah. Just go learn. Yeah. Couldn't, couldn't agree more. And, and you got to keep learning too. You know, you always, We're always, always yeah, you always got to keep learning. So no, I love it. I love it. Yeah, that never stops. If, if someone wanted to learn more about you, your programs, any of the businesses that you are involved in, what would be the best way to do that? I am on all the social media platforms. I luckily enough, don't have the most common name. So if you look up Pratiti Pathic Realtor, I'm out in Pennsylvania. I'm in Chester County. I have Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, uh, Twitter, all of the platforms, YouTube. And if you want to email me personally, it's Pratiti at kw.com. And I will get right back to you. I love chatting with people and Right now, I'm actually offering like 30-minute free sessions for coaching right now just on any topic because I know there's a lot of brain drama going on with the pandemic, just 2020, jobs, everything. Yeah. So, I yeah, you can reach me anywhere. 
Pratiti, this is fantastic. Thanks for spending the time and uh, good luck with everything that you uh, decide to put your efforts toward. That's the, this is great. Thank you, Matt. Thanks for listening. And remember, pass the secret sauce.